Hello and welcome to Indie Apocalypse Radio, your premier companion to Indie Apocalypse the Zine, but also now here in podcast form. I don't know, I guess it's a podcast. I like to think of it more as a radio show. I've been over this before. Um, I've been getting back into. I like occasionally I fall down a hole where I like I like to um watch videos of people's comic collections, mostly like to fill my own gaps. Like when I'm really like. What do I need to get? Like, what am I missing? Like, like, what's some weird blind spot? But it's always like, I'll find a video. It's like my 1500 plus manga collection. I'm like, all right, let me check it out. I'm like, how do you only have, how do we share like five titles in common when we have each far too many comic books? And I'm like, these people will buy anything. Who needs so many copies? of Busa Rankin. I don't think anybody does. Speaking of somebody who probably doesn't need so many copies of Zatch Bell, um, I'm here with our first guest, who you may know from issue 15 of Indie Apocalypse from out the boundless deep. It's Zoe. Hello. Hello. Um, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. It's raining a lot, which is actually nice. But uh, if you hear that, I'm sorry about that. No, I enjoy the rain, especially because it is presumably a nice summer rain. Mm-hmm. Which I like the smell of a summer rain. So what are your feelings on the, the smell of a summer rain? I like a good summer rain. Uh, the smell is nice. The humidity that accompanies it is not <laughs> no. very nice. You don't like the the, the the beautiful mugginess of it all? No, and I don't like wasps and mosquitoes. Oh, no, yes, right. Wasps and mosquitoes. I There was once a wasp in my bathroom, and I, we had one of those, like, uh, you know those, those, like, wasp killer, hornet killer things? Mm-hmm. Those bottles? And I was like, well, I'll use this. But those things are made for, like, to use... Usually I prefer to open the window and let them out, but I was not in a forgiving mood that day for whatever reason. <laughs> I think it was like I was getting ready to take a shower and I I felt naked and vulnerable. Uh, I, I could never use like those bottles of like spray because the thing is, I, the terror in my heart is that I will miss and then it will come at me for revenge because it will know that I just tried to kill it. Yes, well, let me tell you something, Zoe. This wasp did not come for revenge. Because when those things are designed to be shot for six feet, when you shoot them from, like, one foot, that's a lot of pressure, and that wasp exploded. Oh, God. (laughs) There was but a stain where a wasp once was. Oh, my God. At least it was in a bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually very fine with that. Like, I have spiders who have, like, made little homes, like, above my shower stall, and I'm fine with, I'm also fine with spiders in general. Mm-hmm. I prefer to cohabitate with them, but I guess like in New England, you don't have like bad spiders or not as many bad spiders that will kill you. In Texas, you have angry spiders who will destroy you. Yes, yes, yeah. I there are other parts of the country and the world where spiders are not so much your friend. Mm-hmm. But I have the luxury of spiders being all right with me. They'll catch stuff, and I see them catch stuff, and I go. Right on, dude. <laughs> Helping me out here. 
But um, so we got to get to our most important question of the show that I need to know, which is there. My other guest is ahead of me and remember to do the live tweet, which I always forget to say. (laughs) I'll get to the second guest. I'm like, oops, I forgot to say it was live. Now, speaking of forgetting to how did you find out about the apocalypse? Uh, Yeah, so I'm trying to remember (laughs) because it's been a second. Yeah, Um, I. Uh, I'm always like looking at like game jams and stuff on uh, on itch. I'm like just it usually that gives me like inspiration for like, oh, that's fun. It's like a one page jam. Let me challenge myself. It's like I need a deadline to work towards. Yes. Uh, to get myself to write something. And so I saw uh, I think it was the issue. I think it was issue 15. Um, I saw that there and I was like, it, the the cover page just looked cool, honestly. So I just looked at it there, and then I saw your Twitter and everything, and I just thought it was a cool idea. Well, thank you. I also think it's a cool idea, <laughs> and I wish there was a way to get more people to find it. So this is maybe I should. Can I take out ads on the itch <laughs> jam page? It seems like that's where most people find it. But uh, but that's beside the fact that's just important info for me to learn Mm -hmm. in terms of i am collecting marketing data (laughs) that's what this was the whole time yes this is my elaborate 27 27 week (laughs) marketing data collection and you have all been my sample size Mm -hmm. have you ever um do they have marketing groups anymore i remember seeing like like thinking i remember being younger and seeing an episode of the simpsons with a focus group where they were encountered at a mall to join a focus group and i was like are focus groups real how i don't i have no clue i feel i've heard about it for like movies of like test audiences and stuff like that no clue about just general products or forms of media other than hollywood stuff yeah (laughs) I believe I filled out a Nielsen survey once, and they mailed me a five-dollar bill. Hmm. Just in the just in the, in the mail. Yeah, yeah. In the mail earlier, I'd received like filled out a survey of TV you watch or something. I was like, all right, if you let's see, let's see if you hold up your five-dollar promise. <laughs> well, they and did. Then, yeah, they sent back another letter. That says, "Thank you. Here's five dollars." And you know, for like. Two minutes of effort that's that's some good hourly wages right there yeah <laughs> it's good work if you can get it mm-hmm. uh, but speaking of good work if you can get it <laughs> your your game um you so you primarily work in tabletop i can only presume yes. by the fact that you've made all tabletop games <laughs> Yeah, no, I have no clue how to code or anything like that. I will probably never make, you know, an actual digital game. I'm just a tabletop person. Perfect, you know, but that's the beauty here is because Indiepocalypse is not a video game thing, even though I don't even know (laughs) how to, like, begin to delve into. I guess I feel like if I I go to tabletop spaces for coverage, it needs to be, like, all tabletop. Mm. And, like, no video games. Mm-hmm. But I think that's no. what was also cool about seeing like the zine is just kind of a merging of the two worlds, which is nice. 
Why? I'm a fan of both. So. Yes. I do enjoy playing tabletop games fairly regularly, once a week even. I tend to do it several times a week. Oh, that's... So, now do you play... Alyssa, I love getting into tabletop, tabletop mm-hmm. talk. This is my tabletop talk corner. If I had... Mm-hmm. I should get a stream deck at some point so I can play drops. <laughs> and get really overindulgent. So, but... I would presume, as a designer yourself, of one-page or shorter tabletop RPGs that you tend to play, I guess, a wide selection of tabletop role-playing games. No, I've only oh. played d d No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, I, I'm big into trying new types of tabletop games and stuff. Yeah. I haven't had as much time recently, but yeah, I that is... A realm of things I have enjoyed for a few years now. Have you played um, Dungeons and Dragons? I have played the Dungeons and the Dragons. I still run a game of it just because, you know, it's not my favorite game anymore. (laughs) But, you know, if you start a game with a bunch of friends, it just kind of keeps going for a few years and it's just become like a a weekly tradition for us. Right. I still have that game going, but I've tried to branch out a little bit more. Just no. It just does not meet all my tabletop needs. Yeah, yeah, no, it has, like, it's, listen, it's, I understand within the independent <laughs> tabletop space that it's very easy to shit on D&D. I get it. <laughs> I, I think it has its own niche. Yeah. I think it's because of the media around it. It's definitely something accessible to people. I mean, the books right. cost a lot of money, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's, a lot it's of a lot people of... know the rules, uh, and I think it's easy to pick up. And it's kind of tells right. stories that a lot of people are kind of more familiar with. So, especially yeah. for like young people too, I think it's easy to get into. It's got the brand recognition. Yeah, exactly. And it's got... I think. Once you get a little bit more into things and you kind of have more of an idea of the types of stories you want to tell, I think for a lot of people, D&D isn't necessarily the best system. But I I recognize that it's a a system that has earned its place in its popularity. Yeah, I I don't I don't go to I don't walk around people's houses and slot the potato chips out of their hands, you know? (laughs) How dare you play in a dungeon with a dragon? Yes, I don't care much for your liches and their phylacteries. (laughs) I've got the real phylactery right here. It's called lasers and feelings. Learn how to <laughs> play real tabletop role-playing games. Now, I I had a lot of fun in the time. I because you the the grid allows you to um, encourages you to some extent to build things. I had built towers or like. Mm. I dug out old Legos so I could build airships for people. Oh, that's fun. And so, like, I, they ha- oh. like I've, I've always been more of a theater of the mind type of person. Yes. Um, I, like, occasionally I'll, like, scribble a map for my group when we're, like, doing a boss fight or something. Yeah. But, and TNT isn't, I don't know, it's not, maybe not necessarily the best system for theater of the mind. No. Especially if you got a bunch of spellcasters. Right, it's 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 a. Uh, I the last time I played was like, uh, what was the is it, was it fourth edition? Is that the one that had the cards, like skill cards? Uh, I think so. I gosh, I started with fourth edition. It's it had like all those like little like 
they were like green and then purple, like the yes. things that you just pick for your class. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I had a 3.5 book because it was cool, mm. but then I, I don't think we ever played it. Also, wait, when you're younger and you're and you look at D and D books, there's there's big books full of weird monsters in them. It's uh-huh. very cool. I I remember with the fourth edition, I think it was either I think it was a, like a warlock page or something. There was like this cool like tiefling lady, who was like it, the picture was all like dramatic and dark and edgy, and yeah. I thought that was the coolest thing ever, and that's why I decided to play. Listen. <laughs> Deep down inside of us, we're all Debbie from the Chick Track who want to become a big werewolf, a big warlock, and become corrupted by Satan. Mm-hmm. That's, I guess That's it doesn't. That's how it goes. Yeah. Kids these days. They're always it. D and D lost its satanic edge. We need a new, <laughs> a new, a new game for our Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. There's too many. Listen, I. What's your familiarity with Drizzt do Erden? Vague, vague familiarity. Okay, good. I mean, that's that's, that's also <laughs> where I am. With I guess actually that brings me to like a different question. How do you approach? Because do you both run and play usually, like mm-hmm. interchangeably? Uh, yeah, I have a few games that I run and a few games that I play. A lot of the time, I end up GMing or DMing just because. Everybody in the group is like, well, I wonder who's going to DM. I could. Yeah. I'd rather play. And, like, I love playing, but I really like GMing. So yes. usually usually I end up on that side of things. But I I have several games where I'm in either position. Yeah. So, oh, no, I forgot. My head. I, had a, I thought I was being very clever with the leading question, and I lost my lead. Oh, oh you know what it is? So, so how do you approach – because a lot of books come with, like, their own – D&D especially, but they come with their own mm-hmm. lore. How how much do you like prefer to incorporate like the, the built-in mm-hmm. lore versus just like, I kind of like the system that it's in space. Mm-hmm. I am 100% a homebrew person. Okay. I think that's like, that's kind of literally one of the reasons why I started to like publish tabletop stuff is literally like I would join a game and as the DM and like come up with all these ideas and like okay here's the world lore and then it would like get called off or like we couldn't play regularly or something like that (laughs) and so i need like i need to be able to write all this like world lore or like the system and have somebody be able to enjoy it just not have it bouncing around in my head for forever right dnd especially i i grow tired of the official lore from the moment that it assigns alignments to like the races. Yes. That's I, I'm just like, I'm just done. I don't want to learn the D and D lore. I don't care. So all my games, I just like homebrew everything. Other systems, it depends on the system. Cause right. I think some are very tied to, um, world lore, but even like I have a blades in the dark game yeah. that I'm running that I feel like blades in the dark is very tied to its system but at the same time like my players wanted to do something kind of more modern so literally i chose to do this i didn't have to do this i could have just found a different system but i went in and i just made like a different more modern sort of faction for each of the factions just because i love to make little teams little groups yes yes and it was a lot of fun actually yeah, it's. I had one game that I was jamming for a little while before I got very busy with, like, let's say, other mm-hmm. projects, like a, a monthly zine, <laughs> and I didn't mm-hmm. have time to sit around and think up stuff. 
but yes, I loved creating a bunch. Of, I love creating a bunch of little NPCs and letting them mm-hmm. loose into a world, mm-hmm. and then using very few of them when possible, or, <laughs> or like not over. I I I got to like splash off, um, to- tabletop role playing game discourse related to oh no a popular. I I did not participate, but I I became aware of it related to mm-hmm. a, let's say a let's call it a popular role playing actual game podcast. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I'm aware of it. Yes, that apparently had far far too many NPCs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I think, and it's very easy I think to get trapped into that like, especially if you really enjoy being a player to make your NPCs mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I think there's like. I think there's a very, I, it took me a while, I think as like a GM to get in this headspace, but I think you have to flip a switch and you have to not be playing a GM as a player. Yeah. Like I will make, I will make like wistful thinking characters all the time where I'm like, oh, I wish I could play this in a campaign. And my friends will say, <laughs> oh, just use them as an NPC. And I'm like, no, I, you don't understand. Right. The NPCs should not be the main characters. And I want this to be a character with like a story. Like, I think it's definitely a different headspace that you have to get in of like, I'm facilitating. And yeah. so like just throwing in character after character is like making it. Then it becomes a story about your characters. Yes. And you don't <laughs> want like the players to feel like side characters kind of defeats the purpose. Right. Exactly. And like, and let's be real in like. If you make your cool character that you want to be special, and then like, mm-hmm. let's just say as a player, you don't, you don't. Okay, I can't speak for everyone, but often I would say as a player, your character isn't just usually a punching bag for all the other players, like an mm-hmm. NPC would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depending on what your group is like. Yeah. No. I. I have a group who will get very engaged in the story. We've had such emotional moments. They will also mock my NPCs horrendously for like the random like fantasy name generator like yeah <laughs> garble that I use for their names they'll be like well that sounds like a swear word yeah <laughs> there's a, a very good bit from an actual play podcast that I enjoy <laughs> um, I will say so the Neo Scum which has at one point they, he says an NPC's name and they all laugh at the NPC for a stupid mm. name, and it was a good yeah. bit. It's but, relatable. But yeah, yeah. Sometimes people have listen. Sometimes people just have weird, fake-sounding fantasy names because they live in a mm-hmm. fake fantasy world. There's nothing you can do about it. You just have to accept it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I. So the, this is a question I. I think i like to ask about of uh, people who play role-playing games often how often do your players enjoy um success i guess i guess you would call it how prone are they to trying to win oh like trying to game the game yeah or like very i it depends on the group yeah the main group of people who i jam for are very very story very character okay. oriented <laughs> it's very nice so they're they're very much on the side of no i want to fail and i want it to be angsty and i want my character to hurt and have feelings yes. which is fantastic as a dm to just be like okay 
consequences. Let me think about consequences. Right, right, yes. I have had the experience of, like, a player who would, like, just want to succeed. And, like, it can be frustrating, I think, depending on the group, depending on the dynamic. Um, But luckily, I play with a lot of people who are in it more for the story than for, like, I want my numbers to be good. Yes, I want to win the the mm-hmm. deed yes i maybe it's that like that resp- these responses are self-selecting given that i run a weird indie zine and a lot of people tend to say that <laughs> and uh-huh. that's just naturally here i tracked i just because i remember we were playing one game where there was like a snake in the road that one person saw and just didn't mm-hmm. tell anyone else about it i like, see like a bad poison snake and it's like because i remember having conversations with people before we talk about how they they they, they did these good roles and they looked all like played all these rules and used all these skills and i was like wouldn't it be funnier if you got caught or <laughs> right <laughs> wouldn't it be more fun if it was like life was a comedy of have you ever mm-hmm. seen burn after reading no okay there's an ending cl- burn after reading it's a it's a um what's it god how did i forget their names <laughs> you know those brothers that do the the cone brothers Oh. Yeah, it's a it's like a Coen Brothers spy farce thing, but at the end, and I recommend people look this up because it's, it's basically J.K. Simmons, another character. I forget, I don't know the actor's name. Just like going over, like basically detailing what had happened in the movie, mm-hmm. and they're like, I think his end is like, so what happened? Like, fuck if I know. <laughs> but they just close the book. It's just like. That's a good role-playing session where a bunch of chaos mm-hmm. happened, a bunch of weird losers stumbled through things and came out the end kind of okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess it's sort of like role-playing games are like a it's, a... it's a careful balance between playing a game but also improv. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that's something that super depends on your group. Because yeah. like... Even just the different groups I'm in currently, we will have very different, like, dynamics or very different levels of, like, and here's how narrow we're going to get on the role play versus, like, here's the story beats that happen. Yeah. So I think it can super depend. And, again, I think that's a reason why a lot of people uh, might not mesh so well with D&D is you can tell, like, certain, like, you can focus in on more character moments, things like that. The game won't reward you for it. No. no, You know, it's very combat-focused, and that's not necessarily a problem of the game itself, but it's a problem of people acting like that sort of thing is, like, the be-all, end-all of games. Right. You have to figure out what works for your group and then figure out what system, like, works for that, I feel. Yeah, some people enjoy wargaming. Mm-hmm. Like, Not me, but some people. <laughs> yes, they like their miniatures. They like sometimes you can pull very satisfying moments off of mm-hmm. like your six-hour combat sessions. Mm-hmm. I had someone once, like a warrior. Like I like executioner's noose. It's a rogue skill. I don't have any skills for it, but he used it once and he pulled the guy off a platform, and it was very cool because <laughs> he wasn't supposed to come off that platform. <laughs> but yeah, that is. An interesting approach and an interesting dynamic within the world of role-playing games. But enough mm-hmm. of these these imagination games. <laughs> these are the even games if I'm just making up all the rules as I go along. 
how do tabletop I tabletop games? How do I even win a tabletop game? Mm-hmm. How, where wh- is the prize? Where are my achievements? When do I? <laughs> how can I post online <laughs> my screenshots of my cool wins? Just killed an orc. <laughs> just make a Twitter and just tweet updates like when you're like live streaming a game. Just just killed an orc. Just had a long rest. <sighs> I'd love to have a long rest. Yeah. I feel like that's coming back like I I feel I was Almost, I almost cur- I feel like I almost brought upon a curse because I posted um, recently, um, like th- this translate comic by Shigeru Mizuki about how he likes to sleep a lot, mm-hmm. and and how he lived. It's it's him talking to like Tezuka and some other old manga guy, and they both died at sixty. He lived to be ninety three years old, and he's talking oh about God. how how it's like, oh, you need to sleep all the time, and it's like he's telling the story in flashback and. He's like, you need to sleep. Sleep is great. The power of sleep is everything. And then the last panel is him much older and being like, and so and so they all died so shortly <laughs> after. But it's coming back because they just, you know, not, it's weird to say you announced someone's death, but they did. You mm-hmm. know, Kintamiro, the author of Berserk had died at like mm-hmm. 50, like 60 or something. Like all the did. And I've been seeing that comic a lot more often. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. weird. I wait. Oh no, I went down this roll. The point is, oh right, long rest. <laughs> the point is, I recommend everyone out there in the world get a long rest. It's how you get all your spell slots back. You can heal. You don't even have to spend hit dice. Yes. And you know what? If it takes you. You're right. I think I think you actually do a lot better work if you like sleep more. Mm-hmm. As someone who could just fall asleep at any moment in time, I yeah. agree. As someone who took a who might have taken like a ten minute nap, not but a few, <laughs> not but like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. It's yes, if you, it's it's a it's a mental space, it's a head space to get into. I think. Um, right, video games. So tell me about video games. Have you have you been playing any video games lately? Lately, yes, because oh. I am a gamer. Oh what? No yeah. gamers allowed on this show. A gamer on the show. I thought this was a gamer-free zone. Uh, <laughs> I uh, recently I've been playing Destiny Two. Uh, and Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Only okay. only two games. Only games that end with two. Only sequels, yes. Um, I, This was not very, super recent, but recent in the realm of a, in the past few months, I have played the indie game Omori, which is a very good game that I sort of recommend. It deals with a lot of like trauma and tragedy and a lot of like trigger warnings on that one so yes. i can't recommend it to everybody but i think it's a beautiful emotional experience that's one that i've done recently uh, i i don't know if it counts as a video game but i have been following baseball uh closely ish okay. for the last few seasons i don't know if you know what that tell, is tell but- me I, I, I loaded up a baseball. I got a baseball account, and then I was uh-huh. like, 
I feel like I'm too late. And I just kind of <laughs> like closed the website. Uh-huh. I, I think I was lucky to sort of get you on that early on because I, I have no clue how you would like understand. Like, I, I guess people have done like YouTube videos and stuff right. about like what's happened. But I feel like it's a very like ongoing thing that you have to like right. you keep have to go track through... of or you will come back and you'll be like, what is going on? Exactly. And I, and I spent my quarantine getting into on cinema. I can't mm. <laughs> get into any other expanded universes right now. <laughs> That are weird, dense internet shit. But also, also, mm-hmm. baseball isn't cool anymore. Didn't they get like $4 million in seed funding or something? I have no clue. I, I, like... I follow only the... I, I think recently they just like said they were s- switching like the structure of weeks on, weeks off. I don't know. Yeah. I've been keeping up with story and plot and like nothing else. I'm not like... A numbersy person either so i don't keep track of like votes and things yeah yeah i i i like i like seeing baseball from afar i like seeing people mm-hmm. occasionally posting about their favorite team going into the negative zone and how it's a void season <laughs> and uh-huh. whatever it's like it's got a lot of good like seems like very entertaining stuff that seems like very kind of that self-indulgent overly serious absurd writing Mm -hmm. that i enjoy and would make myself but i don't have the time to get into it understandable (laughs) but i'm glad it exists maybe in 10 years there'll be a version of baseball that we can all enjoy once it's all, I think once, in ten years, if the if it's kept going, I think it'd be incomprehensible. Right, or, or I, I think f- it would just be abstracted too much. I, I guess I, what I say is, I think in ten years it'll probably be over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. It's things like that, I feel like, are very like active, present things. Like basically, like you had to be there. Yeah. And media like that is so hard for me to get into. Right. Like, like there, right when it starts, I will not go back and catch up on something where you, where it's like a very active, like long term thing. It's just so much to handle. Yes. I don't have the brain for that. Right, right. Especially if it's like this, not just like a long story where you can like, oh, I can just watch episode mm-hmm. after episode in a linear, mm-hmm. understandable fashion. You don't have to like go to a wiki and watch a different bunch of different YouTube videos and which ones are the right ones to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I I appreciate it. I I'm glad to hear that Omori sounds good though. Cause I remember, I remember when Oh yeah, continue. No, I was gonna I, was, I remember the Kickstarter like seven years ago, what however long ago mm-hmm. that was. And then, I I didn't actually hear about like the Kickstarter or anything. I just like my my siblings knew about the game, uh, and I saw like a trailer for it, and then I like learned about uh, the Kickstarter and all that. And I didn't necessarily it didn't catch my interest very much. But then when I played it with a friend, it's like it it absolutely destroyed me. Yeah, I I enjoy sad tragic work i I, this is a conversation we do not have time for but i enjoy i guess what you would call i don't know i i i i'm sure there's a proper word for it i think of them as empathetic tragedies Mm -hmm. where things are tragic and bad things happen but it's clear like 
there's clear empathy for the characters happening within the story. Like it, the story's mm-hmm. trying to understand them and figure them out. Yeah, I get that 100% because, like, I can't do, like, a grim dark story. You yes. know, I can't do, like, everything is terrible, the world is suffering. But I can, like, I love it when there's, like, compassion. I love a good, sad, tragic story yeah. with an ending where people are acknowledged or taken care of. Like, I need that little thing that makes it worth it of things actually being okay. Or yes. I will just sob without end. I am a big fan of the author Shuzo Oshime for this exact Oshimi, sorry, for this exact reason. I think he is exceptionally good at that kind of like telling st- tragic stories of alienation and just like mm. frustration and like, but trying to find the best for his characters in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is comics talk if you're out there in podcast <laughs> land you need someone to have to talk about comics i can talk about them all i like from the west and the east and europe even wow yes i have i run into too many issues where i want to learn like where i want to have you know when you're interested in some things but no one around you is so you want to have that vicarious conversation through like a podcast or something uh-huh there's none that there's, it's always feels so like I can't find it. I've never found what I'm saying is I've never found a good comic show that it like appeals mm. to me in the right way. You should start one. I, I've threatened to before. <laughs> Do but it. I, yeah, I need to have like more time. I, I mean, I've, that's fair. Bye, Depocalypse. Let me quit my job. <laughs> So I can do more. So let so I can become an e celebrity and start my own self indulgent podcast. <laughs> Zoe, as we end our time here, if you are an e celebrity starting your own pop culture self indulgent podcast, what would it be? Oh my god! That oh, um, I think I would just talk about because I'm into obscure weird stuff. I would just talk about that so that I would force more people to get into it literally for the exact same reasons okay. i just i read a lot of like web comics and Ooh. graphic novels and things like that and i need people to get into the stories i need Wh- to talk to people about what it. Is, what is your pro- where's your primer episode I, oh god I, I need to talk about bone okay bone perfect jeff smith's own he's starting a new mm-hmm. comic soon but um anyway oh, i didn't know that i think he's kickstarting or something uh-huh no, nothing is hit quite like Bone has, I don't think. Mm. No. I, I heard talk ages ago about like an animated show or something, and then I haven't heard anything. Yes, since. I was going to mention the same thing. <laughs> I feel uh-huh. like it sounds like a Netflix thing. Yeah, I think I think it was. There was an adventure game, I think. But anyway, I, 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 <laughs> Zoe, thank you for being here. I'm. We're going to go to break. Thank you for having me. Uh, hello and welcome back to Indie Apocalypse Radio. That was literature with Push Up Bra. We are here with our next guest. Oh no, I had the confidence to say your name, but then not when I can't read all the letters in it. <laughs> Who you may know right. fr- from issue ten of Indie Apocalypse with Building Relationships is Tenet Buziangul. Is that right? Uh, that's close. That's close. It's uh, Tenet Buziangul. Buziangul. Okay, I got close. See, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chalk that one up to emphasis, and I'm gonna call it a win. Of course, of course. So Tanat, um, wait, I said that right, right? Yeah. Yes, good. 
that's I had that problem before on an episode where I threw the wrong emphasis on a name, said it right, and then by the time it rolled back around for me to say it again, I forgot which one was correct. But anyway, um, no, I have also have a friend who has like a very long last name, but it's like long doesn't necessarily mean difficult to say. I think people get too thrown off and intimidated by a name that is like more than five letters long. Yep, yep. And they they just like they make more of an ass of themselves than need be. But that's enough of that. We don't need to sit around and talk about your name forever. That's not what we're here for. What it's we're not. Here... That's what I prepared all my material for. Oh, shit. <laughs> you're the crow. You're the you're the crow at the on st- open mic stand up, and all your stuff is my name long. that's true i I prepare etymology spelling romanization oh but it's okay it's okay we can we can move on all these jokes of like when i was in school they would call me bajupaja because the teachers don't even fucking try but they know and call me that Uh, no but it's okay um no i've i've had i i've listen i don't even have a weird uh, i am of the people say my name wrong club so, not you? Andrew, but my last name, okay. which is okay. I was, <laughs> I was gonna, <laughs> like, who's gonna call Andrew wrong? Yeah, no, I've like, I mean, even at like birthday, like a birthday event over the intercom, ah, my name said wrong. <laughs> how perfect. But anyway, how you doing? Do not. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. <sighs> That's uh, good. Good. It's worried. a pretty nice day out today. I'm in NorCal, um, oh, and it's not too cold and not too hot. That sounds like... So, okay. As someone whose state fits within... Who you can fit like 50 of within California, how how much of California is NorCal? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I would say NorCal, too. I think I, I, I've been here for like two two years at this this point yeah. so i'm not from california um but i think norcal is just the part that's not central california and the part that's not la or south okay uh so the bay area yeah, san so, francisco yes san francisco's norcal valley. la is socal yep. that's how yep. i i don't know about the rest you know if you start talking about like davis or something sacramento i'm like i guess that's norcal um North of that, I have no clue what's up there. Oregon? <laughs> I think so. Oregon's in there somewhere. Yeah, at some point. I once, I once passed the... I, I know someone who lives in South Carolina, and I once passed the, um, the idea of calling them Norcarl and SoCarl. What do you think uh, of that? Oh, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so on that note how'd you hear about indiepocalypse how'd i hear about indiepocalypse um so uh during the 2020 uh of it all uh i had a lot of time being home a lot yeah uh, so i started doing game jams um and I, I i did a couple and then i just like okay uh it actually started with the um uh, extra credits game jam because yes. uh, they're a YouTube channel I follow uh, and that's when I was like you know what maybe it's time to do game jams again uh, now to have time and then I was just like I-, I felt 
you know, I was I I I started one, and I just kept going. I was like, okay, what's the next thing to do to to focus all my energy on? Um, so the next, uh, it was an unexpected game jam. That's uh, actually where building relationships came from. Um, and then I saw in the apocalypse, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> uh, this looks interesting. Um, a game jam so where I don't see any work. <laughs> Sorry. A game jam that's not actually a game jam where I don't have to actually do any work. That's true. I did all the work for the game jam. Yeah. So so I submitted and I was like, you know, let's let's see if uh, if um, building relationships fit into this like kind of um, this this collection of, of games. So and you know what it does, it did, it continues to. It did not. I. The criteria sorry, did not shift such that it got removed. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised, and I was I was really happy about it. Um, so I was really glad to be on be on Apocalypse, and I think that one uh, I saw R- Rami retweeted uh, in Apocalypse Ten. Uh, I think so. And, yes. Yeah, and I was just like, <gasps> yeah, because there was someone else. I forget who it was. Someone like messaged him, and he's like, "Have you seen this?" Like, I so I well, I would say I met him at PAX. I think I met him in like Georgia. For like MomoCon or something. Wow. But at PAX East is when I went around to everyone where I had um, like the first issue of Indiepocalypse and I was telling everyone about it, including him. So he knows it exists. I know all these people out there know it exists. I can get increasingly amount of people be like, yeah, I know that exists. I just haven't, I'm just not covering it. I was like, why not? <laughs> I have gotten yeah. like, more though like what's the word i'm looking for like um journalists being like don't know how to cover it but it's cool here's a mention of it mm. I, which I, is I, I, a nice yes they could I, I i i remember that seeing uh someone um playing through all the games and writing like reviews of each of the games yes yes a couple of sites have done that before um indie hive Critical did it for a little while. Um, indie, no, no, indie high. I I forget. There's so many sites. I forget all their names. Mm-hmm. There was another one though that I forgot the name of, and I feel bad. But yes, yes. Occasionally, people will take up take up the mantle of covering indie apocalypse, and they're like. There's no clicks here. Why don't I just write about Animal Crossing or Mass Effect or whatever is like you know the thing yeah. of the, the thing of the times. Yeah, when people like the mainstream media thinks of indie games, they're like, oh, what about like uh, Hades or um, I don't know. I, that's that's the big one from last year. Yes, uh, yes, independent game Hades. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that one independent game. Yes, I, that team of truly basement indies who had jobs at EA or were the editor in chief of the largest video game website on the internet. True yeah. unknown indies. That's you know you've described that's 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 it. That's that's all indie games are just 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 that. That's that's my problem. I need to become the editor in chief of GameSpot. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And then make indie games or publish indie games or something. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Tana, what's your relationship with tabletop RPGs? To, to go back to our conversation we were having previously, have you played tabletop any? RPGs. Um, so, it, it, I, in the, like, the realm of board games, like I didn't grow up with any like kind of tabletop games. Yeah. Uh, so, I the first time I played D&D was through a Discord call uh in you know at the middle of the pandemic because we yes. had time and i was like what do we do uh so we played dnd uh in terms of like tabletop most of like my like my introduction to the world of tabletop actually came from gdc um at the like board game area in gdc okay uh and that's not really like role-playing games that's like you know sit down kind of kind of yeah. quick and play kind of games it's um, like but Catan that, you know, or whatever <laughs> yeah, I think the the year I went to GDC was um, Code Names was big, um, so that was like my introduction to board games or tabletop in general. Um, I think the only tabletop RPG game I've played is is Arkham Horrors uh, with a group of friends in 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 the area. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's the only one I, I've ever played. Uh, it, I think it's just because I I didn't really grow up with uh friends who are into uh board games or like that's just not really a thing in uh in i grew up in thailand uh that's just not really a thing there okay yeah yeah there's yeah i guess it doesn't have like because even growing up like i you know the board games i played unless you have i guess a very specific kind of parent the board games you're probably playing are like monopoly or yes life you know parker's brothers milton bradley games not like playing ticket to ride or something yeah your parents are get your the mom who's like i don't want to play the game so i'll play the bank uh so you guys go and have fun yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah Yeah, i guess maybe it's just my own personal experience but in my mind like being a kid in family game nights like who wants to play dominion seems unlikely but yeah um but video games clearly surely you play video games Video games? Me? I've never heard of video games before. Good. You passed the test. I don't have to kick <laughs> you out of the call now. Nice, nice. Uh, uh, but in terms of video games, um, uh, what was the last thing I played? Oh, I uh, was playing Going Under. Okay. Uh, it's, it's so good, um, but it had the unfortunate timing of releasing right after Hades, or right around the same time as Hades. Oh, yes. Uh, yep. Um, so I, you know, I had a choice as a consumer to pick up a uh, dungeon crawler indie roguelike, <laughs> and so I picked Hades. Uh, and so now, like months later, I finally like checked out um, Going Under, and it's, it's really fun. I like it a lot. Um, before then it's, uh, oh, I play, I started since there's, you know, back to having more time during a p- pandemic, I started playing, uh, World of Warcraft, uh, for the first time, uh, since, because the new expansion came out, uh, late last year. Yeah. So that's, that's been, it's been a lot of it. You say going back to, or are you playing? That's for the my first time. playing. Oh, World okay. Yeah. What is I, cause I used to actually. I started it back in high school, um, and I would go back to it, you know, every so often. What is your class? What is your preferred class? 
Oh, I'm a I'm a marksmanship hunter main. Okay, I don't know what marksmanship means anymore, but I do know what a hunter is. It's it's the spec you play without a pet. Okay, it's okay, yes. Yeah. I my I have I think it was during whatever the last expansion was, I was like, ah, I'm done with this. And then I like, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. People keep talking about that free trial. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Have you but checked it out? I have. That's I have. Have I checked it out? <laughs> Let me tell you about. You can just switch character classes with a couple buttons, which means if you're obsessive about making numbers go up, it's very easy to max every single class. Oh. I haven't done that yet, but I'm well on my way. Oh, that 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 sounds amazing. Cause I, you know, I, I the first time playing an MMO in a long time, it hits. Yeah. You know, it 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 fills this part of your brain, and you're just like, I want to keep playing. I want to experience like this class and experience that class. Yeah. So I have I've leveled like four characters to max at this point. Yes, uh, <laughs> Hunter is the main. I have a shaman uh, that plays healer and DPS, mostly healer. I have a priest that plays the two healer specs. Yeah, uh, sometimes you need cues to pop instantly, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I spent way too much time leveling all those all those tunes up. And you're telling me that if I played a different MMO, I didn't have to do all that. No, I mean, you still have to, but <laughs> you do get bonus experience. If they're ah. like, it scales based on like how far away it is from the highest level character or something. So... It speeds it up a little, and there's cues that like give you like a level each time you do them. But I anyway, see, I see. Anyway, it's a I used, I used to play when I in my WoW days. I had a priest um, uh, for healing, a paladin for tanking, uh-huh. and a rogue for having fun playing the game. <laughs> Amazing. Because listen, rogue is like it feels broken. It feels like you should, you're doing things like I would, cause I would raise my priest and paladin. This is, we're getting into wow talk. This is, whoa, it's time for wow. Um, you can just stealthy way to mission objectives. <laughs> you don't have to do like anything. Yep. Uh, it's, 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 it's so nice. And if you are overwhelmed, you just, you just vanish. And it's like, yeah. okay, goodbye. They add in the last, Two expansions ago, they added like a grappling hook. Oh, that's so good. I love it so much. It's broken. It's like, what? I can just grapple everywhere. This game is just... Why would you play literally any other class in this game? Pretty much. Yeah. So when I I play like content, you know, I would never play any other class because I can just play it optimally. Make my numbers go the highest. But... I've I've kicked that drug for harder stuff. I can get chocobos now. Mm-hmm. You've traded so, Pepe's for chocobos. I did. Yes, I traded Illidan for Ultros mm-hmm. and Demon Hunter Samurais for ninja or Rogues for ninjas. Yep. Nin- yep. The ninjas are pretty cool. Final Fantasy has a lot of. How many buttons does WoW have? Because I remember when I was playing a rogue, I had like three buttons. Uh, I think there's a lot. 
okay. depending on the class you take. Um, like my, I have a I have an MMO mouse because I'm addicted to video games. Yes. Uh, um, and I I have a one through twelve, which is like one through zero, and then the the two keys next to it, plus and an equal sign. No, minus and an equal sign. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. The underscore minus and the plus equal, uh, which is like two keys on the numpad. Uh, <laughs> and I have that and uh, shift all of that. Um, Okay, my, see. my bar for for some class my bars exceed that and i had you to use control and then my god uh, pad. yeah uh, but some classes take like three buttons okay okay and i was, I was gonna say because it was like from what i remember if you didn't count like you know buffs or whatever like cool, you know big cooldowns i had like three buttons <laughs> oh That's... yeah i think it's for healers i guess I, I count my big cooldowns because I need to panic press it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, but like me, I was thinking about that a lot because switching over to Final Fantasy, I use a controller because it's built for like controllers as well. And I have, you know, it uses left triggers and right triggers and then like number pad and, uh, or not number pad. There's no number pad on a controller. <laughs> Directional pad and face buttons. And I have, to, so that's like, on a single like set, there's what, like four, six, 16, and sometimes I need more than 16 buttons. It's like, what a world. <laughs> yeah, what a, yeah. Oh, what is it? Sorry. I got, dist- I, got, I got distracted on Twitter by classic manga. <laughs> I heard the new expansion's coming out, so... Ah, yes. You can be an edgelord. Or even more of an edgelord, I guess, than a Dark Knight. You can be a Grim Reaper. I don't know what that means, but people seem excited for it. Oh. Yeah, I've been meaning to check it out. Maybe at some point. I hear there's a free trial. (laughs) (laughs) I heard there's a free trial as well. That you can play up to level 60, I think, including the critically acclaimed (laughs) first expansion, Stormblood, or whichever one it was. Yes. I, I I have heard the same thing. <laughs> I I also have more I have more of a soft spot for um Final Fantasy design and aesthetic than WoW aesthetic and design. Yeah, honestly, like WoW is such an old game. Yeah. Like you see the loading screens in I think <laughs> four by three and you're you're just like, What what game am I playing? I I think I'm pretty sure of when I started playing that I played that on like a um, like a CRT monitor. Yep, sounds about right. Like yeah, it was the old days of. I don't think I I think di- I think I was du- we were done with dial up by then. Mm-hmm. We definitely had dial up when I was playing StarCraft. No one can pick up the phone, otherwise you lose. F- or. Or no one can use the phone because I'm on the internet, something like that. Yep. I can't. I, it's such a distant. I was a child. I didn't understand how it worked. Oh yeah, I remember playing video games, and then my mom would pick up the phone, and I would like, Mom, I'm <laughs> playing a video game, and she's like, No, you get to, you have to wait, and so. Yeah, maybe. Yes, I think. I don't remember. But I like that. That feels like a strong memory. But I mean, no one has landlines anymore, anyway. So that's true. 
we can't. I, I guess it all funnels back. I guess if they use this, you know, they, they use different data. So we're all good. We're all good and covered now. We don't have to worry about things like our moms needing to make an important phone call. So we can't play our, we can't log on to Neopets because mom needs to use the phone. Oh, boy. But, but we need to get the well or the, I, it's weird for someone who played that game a lot as a kid. I don't remember like anything about it or like not as much about it. About World of Warcraft or I Neopets? Neopets. Uh, I feel like I... it's circling back culturally nostalgically but i i i, I think uh, my 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 aunt got me like she was like visiting me so she was like oh let me get some random play toy things and yeah. he likes video games let me get one of these like uh booster packs or card packs for neopets okay um and that's the first time i heard neopets uh and it was like oh go to this website to redeem this uh, i went to neopets website there was there was too much english and i didn't want to read anything so i gave up <laughs> Perfect. And that's before you can just like machine translate everything. Yeah. Um, I When I played RuneScape, I did the same thing. Uh, I actually did play the game because I just pressed the buttons and there, there was motion. And so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, things are happening. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't get off the tutorial island because I didn't want to read. <laughs> yeah, I in high school playing Japanese only games on emulators and just like slowly learning, like just memorizing symbols that mean fight versus symbols that mean like yes or no or whatever. Oh yes. 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 Yes or no. is like the first thing you learn. Uh, I used to play Pokemon on the game boy, like color as a kid and, but yeah. they were all in Japanese. Yeah. And that's always like, I wonder now how well I could, like, because one of my quarantine habits has been picking up the language itself for once, Mm -hmm. partially so I can, like, sometimes I see really cool artists on, like, Twitter or Instagram, and then I go to their web page, and it's, like, all Japanese. I'm like, well, (laughs) I can't commission them. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's it's a hard language yeah yeah plus there's like the whole there's a whole world of like indie games i mean it's like if you talk about games like it's one of it's probably like one of the if not like the premier like it's one of your like your hubs of game design historically speaking so like a lot is lost because it doesn't use you know a roman alphabet it uses different Mm -hmm letters and pronunciation was learning a um um is it pictographic hieroglyphic i forget the the, the word for the type of language it is or alphabet I, it is yeah i don't remember either but it's there's a lot to learn there is a lot uh, culturally too like context is so different yeah. yes yes yeah how does how does how does irony and sarcasm work what are those? I've never heard of irony or sarcasm before. Yes, how, right. How do we? How do we understand tone? Oh boy, yeah. Uh. And grammar, oh, it's 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 a lot. Yes, yes. It's a, I haven't even like 
gotten to into like grammar yet. I've just been learning kanji using an app, which is effective for me. Yeah, I did a lot of that uh, back when I commuted a lot. Yeah. But now I don't. <laughs> so I dropped off the habit of studying kanji on my phone almost immediately. Yeah, I've I've gotten better at like I did it during like breaks at work, but then I was like I if I'm going to learn this at like a reasonable pace, I need to like actually do it constantly. So I try to do it like at least four or five times a day. But that's because I'm a weirdo and I want to read indie comics or something. So, oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I like. I see. I see. Like publishers be like, "Here's 30 new announcements." I'm like, "Wow, these are all terrible." Who would want? Who wants to read 30 isekai series? Not me. Yeah. I, why is isekai a thing again? Why are people <laughs> making more it's comics, more webtoons about isekai worlds? It's because there's there will always be sad dudes locked in their rooms who dream that they're the coolest guy in the world and get all the elf ladies. Uh, I I'm done since like the first one. Like it's just the same thing over and over again. I don't think I've ever tried one. Like I've never seen one that appeals to me before. I I, I think like it hit me when I was like you know young underdeveloped child brain where it's yes. like oh wow video game world that's so cool yeah <laughs> but i am an adult and i as as they say put away childish things and yeah. i can read other uh, to the illusion to my opening but i can just i don't need to just buy literally every manga like people seem to do online in their manga haul videos i can God. always i can always buy just like a book from Fantagraphics or something, you know? Mm-hmm. There are other countries making comics. That's true. That's true. And they're not even they're not even all superhero comics, you know? <laughs> yeah, I read a lot of webtoons. Uh, that's been I haven't read any manga since I was a dumb child reading Fairy Tale. Ah, uh, yes, Fairy Tale. Uh, I have that no was... familiarity with it. It's horrible, <laughs> but it, it, you know, it's it, it, the first part of it was good um, for like a shonen, you know, for a kids show. Yeah. Well, it's not even good objectively. I, I can't say that it's good now, um, with good conscience. Right. The show's problematic. Uh, oh, that's that's, but... that's a that's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, people will come for me and on Twitter, like, how dare you talk shit about <laughs> fairy tale? Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of web- webtoons. Uh, yeah. Think- now, does webtoon mean vert? Are webtoons like inherently vertically oriented, or is that just like a common thing? I, I think they're most. I, I've seen some uh, that are like you read on your phone horizontally but i know yeah. at this point they're all like meant vertically scrolling type yeah because that, that's that's been my difficulties i've for whatever reason i'm letting poor scott mcleod his infinite canvas down but i've never been able to read like i've just never enjoyed like the the structure of like the panel on top of panel on top of panel kind of thing meant for phones mm. which is what kept which is what's kept me out of most of like the webtoon world. I see, I see. Yeah, I think it's like a format um, for like manhwas uh, on yeah. Naver, I think, on in their in their forums. 
yeah, I guess it just translated well into web um, phone vertical scrolling. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like it's it's mostly like a primarily or like a Monway heavy format. Yeah. There's so, lots of like uh, well, Western comics now. It, it, it used to be entirely Monway's, but like Lower Olympus, I think it's like, it's like the, the most popular one. Uh, super cool. I haven't. I, it's been a long time since I've like gotten into new web comics mostly because i think i just got like because it's so easy to publish stuff now because you just like make kickstarters and i can just like oh i'll just buy the i'll just wait till i see a good kickstarter and i'll just kickstart and buy it so i can hold it in my hands and like lounge and read it that mm-hmm. i haven't like really dove into like reading new stuff on the web that's but, fair yeah I did a lot in my younger years, a lot of questionable things that I feel bad about even trying to sell. <laughs> it is a commitment to, to pick up a new like series. Yes. Especially if they're like long. Oh yeah. I've yes. I even like, even when they're like physically like, if you get like a big omnibus or something, it's like 900 pages and it's like, well, this is days. Even, even if it's, even if it's just like all the pictures, you know, it's still, those yep. pictures take time to read. Yes. Tower of God. Oh no, it's way too long. I don't know if you've, you've, you've heard of Tower of God. I've heard of Tower of God. Yeah. Cause there's an anime for yeah. the first arc and I watched the, 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 the first arc, the first season. I was like, who are all these characters? I like <laughs> forgot <laughs> all of, everything that happened in the show. Yeah, I I'm not much of a of a shonen guy. I'm that's, not that's fair. I'm not in like it's, for me shonen manga are like art books. Yep. That I like I like to flip through the art of them. I have my like four dollar a month or whatever viz subscription. So occasionally yeah. I'll be like, oh, let, let me see the art that's going on in My Hero this week. And then I'll just like speed through it. And I'll wait. Yeah. My manga approaches or my shonen approaches, try it, be like, ah. And then wait till it ends and see what the ending is. Oh boy. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have, I'm not caught up with, with uh, My Hero. That's fine. But- I don't think you need to be. <laughs> I I think my hero is not that bad. <laughs> it's, listen, no, it's as far as like it's not like terrible. It's not like you know horrible tier, but it's like this. It's very average. It's pre- yeah. It's, it's perfectly average. It's, yeah, it's, I I can see that. I I totally see see that. Like how how people would feel about uh, my hero that way. Yeah, but the I opening feel like, nice. That's <laughs> the it's just, music. It feels like a like a like a like another in a series of interchangeable series. Like one person's my hero, is another person's Naruto, is another person's Dragon Ball, is another person's Fist of the North Star or whatever. Yeah, I I 
I do think they're the, my hero is doing a little bit more than just you know copy pasting the same formula yeah. over and over. Uh, yeah, it's like. See, this is why I need a comic podcast so I can describe how my hero is a is a clear linear progression of the shonen format. Um, but isn't that what this podcast is about? I, you know, it is. Maybe this podcast is just my comics comic book podcast where I talk about how. If you if you can tr- you can trace a clear line from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z to Naruto to My Hero and it's basically a straight line, and you can see how like the it's like they're all a natural evolution of one another, and then you get like outliers sometimes and how One Piece is weird because it's basically started at Dragon Ball but it's been going on so long it's still Dragon Ball, or whatever. Yeah, but One Piece fans will swear it's the best thing they've ever seen. Uh, it's so it, it's 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 i i don't know if it's just because i've been reading it for ever you know half my life or something <laughs> yep but it's uh, as far as those art books go sometimes he needs to learn how to draw different types of women but <laughs> cool designs <laughs> and too many words really like too many words on that thing for someone who too can, many like, words on a, in a comic book yeah or like yes and i've and i enjoy hunter hunter and i know that sometimes there's you can pull off that page that's like a panel of dudes and then just like the rest of it is all words and i get it he likes systems yeah i haven't i haven't i haven't i hunter hunter i feel like you either love it or hate it yes i think that's a very, very like I think reasonable approach to Hunter Hunter. I think it is smarter than it has any right to be, but I think it's cool. Anyway, um, we are just, we're diverging well into. Let me. I have to make a quick check. Two important checks. No, I did not get an email. No, I have no pending friend requests. So, here announcing live that there were three guests. There are now two guests. And speaking of our um, second guest, hey, Tanat, if you had, if there was a third guest on the show, who would you want to be? If it could be anybody. Oh boy! Oh, oh, third guest in the show. It could be anyone. Anybody. Oh, I. There's there's lots of like I don't know who I want. The the I I feel like I just have a long list of people I want to like talk to okay people i follow on twitter who don't notice me but uh i want them to notice me okay uh i don't know i i think like um you know like one i guess like easy choice would be like you know rami that'd be cool okay uh or like v tran victoria tran who is she's doing uh community management uh at inner slot okay uh among us uh i don't know i guess that would be my like top two choices um well let's let me well let me let me see what i can do with scheduling (laughs) i Uh, don't know i i i have a you you said anyone you know yeah yeah in the sky right i thought you were going really pie in the sky these people are probably very easy people to get on a show (laughs) but anyway um i'm gonna go to break and then we'll be back um, I've made the hard decision which of the two remaining break songs I wanted to play. But anyway, um, 
Tom, thanks for being here. And I will thank you again for being here in another three minutes when you come back. Goodbye for now. Hello, welcome back to Indiepocalypse Radio. That was Just Fucking Me by Drinking Boys and Girls Choir. Um, I use their song Keep Drinking, the ending song to their album of the same name, um, as the unofficial song of my opening. And I was listening to it casually the other day. And it, like, when that song came on, it filled me with, like, a sense of anxious anticipation. Like, oh no, something, I need to be ready for something because I've been using it for, like, 14 weeks or something but then i was like oh no i'm just in a target and i'm not hosting a radio show (laughs) but anyway um as you can see we have no third guest this week my third guest is absent maybe (sighs) some other week they will next week the following week who knows i will do my last minute check of my friend request no none pending none block none in all um so this is going to be going to wrap it up quickly. Zoe, um, actually, let's just wrap this up right now. Let's just, let's just, unless anyone has any pressing matters to attend to right now, any important things to say. Perfect. Thank you. Works like a charm. So we will just go around the horn upside down ways and say, Zoe, why have you got the plug? Sure. Um, I have my tabletop stuff uh my shop it's i don't know how i'm gonna say this out loud you know the greek monster skilla i think is how you say it it's like if you turn that into a palindrome so s-c-y-l-l-a-l-l-y-c-s dot ish dot io that is my shop um or you can follow me on twitter uh my like more personal I guess like just chill account is at a underscore professional, but spelled P R O F E S H U N A L because I just can't spell things correctly. Yeah. Apparently, you like, to, you uh, like to have fun online. <laughs> yeah, I, I link to my shop in my bio there. I, I'm giving that um, description because I'm probably gonna <laughs> rebrand my very hard to say shop name, so I don't want to send people the wrong way. So if you go there, I'll just put the link in my bio yeah. whenever. So I'll yeah. have that. That's the beauty. Just find a nice, easy thing URL, mm-hmm. and then just set up a bunch of set up a good hover account and just redirect yeah. it. Well, perfect. Thank you. Um, my recommend buying Indie Apocalypse issue fifteen. Oh, you are in a you are in you are in the big one. You are in the break even issue, as we call it. Well, I uh, did check it out, and I do recommend it. Yeah, um, that was. That was a that was a good one in terms of the money that I made, <laughs> which is to say the money that I lost the least. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, after the cover artist and all the other people still didn't make money, but whatever. You, you listen, we try to stay positive on the show. Anyway, thank you for being here, Zoe. Thank you so much for having me. You are always welcome on this show. As I'm going to start saying to people, as I realize that my number of indie apocalypse guests is dwindling. And cold emailing strangers is something I don't have the time for. I need a personal assistant that, and then I also need the money to pay a personal assistant. If anyone would like to provide me with those two things, I would be glad. Um, Anyway, thank you for being here. 
Tanat, what have you got to plug? Me? Uh, me. Uh, so my itch page is my first name, then my the first letter of my last name. Uh, so tanatb.itch.io. Um, can remember it pretty easily because yes. um, if you take itch and then add the first letter of my last name, which is B, to it. which i didn't realize at the time uh but the url looks like you know tanat followed by said word dot io Um, you know i had not noticed that until you just said that (laughs) yep and you cannot unsee it it's it's the worst (laughs) yeah i i yep Um, ran to a real dong lover situation here yeah um i've I've embraced it i've embraced it yeah yeah it, it was intentional, totally. Um, yeah. Donald Glover but, was a coward, did not embrace it. Yeah, yeah. For those, uh, I guess, I, for those who didn't know, his, his, um, his Twitter handle used to be Don Glover, one word. But you can very easily... Oh, Dong Lover. Yes, Don Glover can very easily turn to Dong Lover. And mm. I believe he switched it now to something else, probably Challenge Gambino or something. Yeah, anyway. Coward. Yes, a uh, true coward. But yeah, uh, you can find more games that I make. It's like not walking sims, not visual novels, and it's somewhere between. I call it exploration games just because I guess that's the most, you know, genre word I can fit it into. Uh, Yeah, like if you need to set out a press release to somebody. Yeah, it's, it's more funny exploration games. Oh, good. Building relationships, I would say, is a funny... Exp- you know, it's funny when you submitted that because I had been speaking to somebody who um, was talking about how they made a dating sim about dating buildings. And when I saw a uh, game submitted called Building Relationships, I'm like, is that that game? <laughs> it was not. Wait, who, who, was, who, who are you? I, I have never heard of any other build, dating game about dating buildings. I wonder if it might even... I wonder if it's even called that. Let me see. I've like, I've seen one book uh, that people are talking about about dating buildings, but that's it. Yes, building relationships: colon print foundations of love. Yes, there is. Yes, that's the game I thought by Kate Olguin. That is the game I thought was submitted when you when that your game was original. What is this game? Digital Lovin. Huh. I'm always on. Sorry, I'm always on the on the prowl for like new games. So, I'm going to add that to my big collection. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's so hard. It's so hard to search for anything related to building relationships game because <laughs> you get relationship building games. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. I I did it just searching on itch. I see. I see. Who's this developer? This developer seems interesting. Sorry, I got distracted. This developer, this Latinx, no, but Atlantics Pro, seems interesting. And they have like, see, this is what I get excited for as an editor of Indie Apocalypse. When I when I see like, well, look, these games look cool, and then I see like nineteen Twitter followers. I'm like, what's going on here? And this, that's how you get an email from the editor of Indie Apocalypse saying you should submit your game to my zine. Um, yeah, this looks interesting. Anyway, I'm just, I'm going to put this person where the, where my, where my handpick game for this month, not taken already. I'm 
might have emailed this person or checked out the game further. Um, Let's get me and uh, Kate will start uh, building games movement. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And soon it'll be the next uh, discourse on Twitter. Oh, I, I dream of the day I, become, I can become Twitter discourse one day. I'll all... just start attacking Indie Apocalypse, and then that's that's how we can start Twitter discourse. Oh, you should just say Indie Apocalypse is such trash. It barely just talk about how I barely pay developers, because <laughs> truthfully I do, but yeah, most of the money I've ever made being indie came from Indie Apocalypse. Uh, you're not the first person who said that, <laughs> and I I I put that in like. I think my last press release and they that was someone used it as a closing line to an, the article they wrote on it on shindig.nz or sorry nz my mistake and I was like that's funny because that's both a own on how little indies are paid and I self own on myself and how little I can afford to pay people but whatever this is a closing thing I'm asking for plugs and we're going into another conversation as I always do um so I will say, if you if you if you got sidetracked, that whole thing it's tanatb.itch.io. I feel like we really steamrolled over your <laughs> plug there. For it. Um, <laughs> but I will say on my part, buy Indiepocalypse. Go to indiepocalypse.com. Purchase issues, including issues ten and fifteen, good ones. They're all good ones, but you know what I mean. Go to IndiePocalypse.com slash submit if you'd like to submit your game to IndiePocalypse. Go to IndiePocalypse.com slash zine if you'd like to submit comics or mini-zines. Mini-zines, like, nobody submits them, so if you submit one, chances are you're going to get in. Comics, I'm more particular about because I can be. I am the master of my zine, so I can edit more strictly. So, and also because I don't have issues just having the same people make them every week. So I'll just have the same people make them every week if I have to. Um, IndiePocalypse.com slash Patreon. Subscribe to Patreon. Um, you get this show. Um, if you just tuned in late and he's like, oh, I want to listen to this show. It sounded interesting. For $5, you can get this show the Monday after. Otherwise, you have to wait a whole month. Or, and all... Or you can just like subscribe and get the zine every month. That's like 10 games, including a brand new game, especially made for the Indie Apocalypse, plus a cool zine and other things inside of it for $15 a month that you, you don't have to think about. It's like a subscription service. Get rid of your Netflix account. Unplug your Hulu account. You don't need to watch whatever's on those. You'll survive without Disney+. Plus. You don't need to see that new episode of Star Wars, whatever. I watched the first episode of that Star Wars cartoon. That show is for children. You can, you know, it's not for children. Indiepocalypse, I guess. <laughs> that was a weird road that I traveled down. But I think a lot of them are also not for children. So I have not submitted Indiepocalypse to the ESRB, so I'm not sure what I what it would be rated. Um, I think that's it. Um, if you have an Amazon Prime thing, use it on this account, and then I get three dollars. 
that's it. Next week is AMV night because it's the last Saturday of the week month. I'm excited about that. It gives me something to look forward to every month. An additional something to look forward to. It's fun for me. Submit your AM your your favorite AMVs to pizza pranks on Twitter. Sling me your good ones, and I will build them into the playlist. I guess. Anyway, I'm gonna close this show down. Thank you all for being here. Goodbye. You have. Oops. Bye. Bye.